0: Welcome on back into the Sling Sports Podcast. Your host, Jim your co-host, Wally McKeon, and Colin Canise. Boys, we're back. Week one was a success for some of us, um, but week one's over now. <laughs> it's a success
1: for me, so success for me. I won in fantasy. That's all.
0: Okay, okay, now. okay. Um, week one's over. Week two of college football is over. We're going to get right into it, but first, we've got to talk about our highlights of the week. What happened after we broke off air last week. Wally, you want to start?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not going to focus on something that already happened, but something that will be happening, and that's this weekend. I'm heading to Providence, Rhode Island, to visit my girlfriend. Um, I'm very excited have a weekend with her. We're going to go to a waffle place for brunch. Waffle house? Uh, no, not Waffle <laughs> Some place in Providence. Uh, she sent me an Instagram reel yesterday about it, so we're going to go there, watch a lot of football. She's very excited for that. Um, and hang out. i really looking forward to it. Have you been to Providence yet since she's been there? Yes, I have. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot. I, uh, I went to the giant mall that they have and saw the Barbie movie. That was pretty fun. I've been out to dinner a couple times some good eateries, um, and hopefully I'm going to see a friend from high school who goes to Brown as well. Okay, okay. So big weekend. weekend, big yeah, weekend. You got a big agenda to. coming up. Yeah, I'll take some pictures, some selfies perhaps. Uh, I, I need them. Can't I need wait them. to see them. <laughs> Cannot wait to see them. Who's up next? Uh? Which one of you? Nothing
2: I'll take big, it. big
0: red, big red here.
2: You know, I have something on here. Commander's win. I'm going to keep it sweet because I think we're talking about that later. Two things, one coming up. Finn knows about this. I know a couple of our friends, Rick, Sam, they listen to this softball tournament this weekend. We're
0: in it to win it.
2: Dennis Owens Memorial Softball Tournament. We won this thing two years ago. We got bounced, double elimination. We went 0-2 last year. We're coming back for vengeance. This is our year.
0: I heard there was a big free agent signing, though. So There was I think a big
2: free agent signing. Yours truly, Finn. <laughs> I meant
0: it this year. I was not in it the past two years. I'm excited to get to get to work.
2: And then one, get away from the sports world. I know Finn's excited for this. I hope Wally's excited for this. Guts dropped this week. Yeah. Olivia
1: Rodrigo, and she just announced her tour. She just yep. announced her tour today. Yeah. You know, it was fantastic. Signed, signed up to get yesterday. some tickets. You want? You want to come to New
0: York to see it? Yeah,
1: I'm already planning on it. Oh, really? Already, I actually, a, I got another buddy from camp that I want to go with. <laughs> oh, Well, yeah. I guess wow. we're all yeah. going. I guess we're all going to see Olivia yeah, Rodrigo in April.
0: <laughs> um, to echo off of Colin as well, uh, you know, the softball tournament coming up. But I guess I'll jump back last week. Uh, last Friday there was a bar crawl in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Going to that was a fun time. Nice. Um, Saturday. Going out again, partying. Game days here have been very fun since we're 21 yeah. now. Um, so looking forward to a lot more of those. Uh, we're going to start it off with some speedy slings. Following up on some headlines we brought last week, and that is Coco Goff and Novak Djokovic completing grand slams at the U.S. Open this past week. Coco uh, Goff's first, Djokovic's 24th.
1: Yeah. Coco Goff, 19 years old the youngest American uh, since Serena Williams to win the US Open that happened in 1999 and as for Djokovic, the guy is just him he has been him and it's kind of the same with the top of tennis even with Roger Federer retired now Rafael Nadal is going to come back from injury in probably 2024, the Australian Open but it's still the same top people it's still the same rotation we have guys that try to make their way in but it's still Djokovic still Nadal, still same people
2: yeah, I mean, I don't I don't follow tennis that much, but whenever I do, I swear I always see Djokovic is winning it. I, I don't I know. just see ever... his name, and yeah. that's
0: like he's probably one of the only three, four like tennis f- names I could throw out yeah. there and and know that they're they're in the contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on though, the U.S. after all three of us guaranteed they'd win yeah. the tournament. <laughs> yes, don't you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Yes, you did. Uh, they missed the podium at the FIBA.
1: I didn't guarantee anything. I said FIBA's a bunch of baloney. That's the exact word that I use. It's a bunch of phooey. Um, It still is. I don't care about it. Yeah, they lost. I'm sorry you didn't get a medal. I'll see you at the Olympics. That's what I care about more.
2: I think the biggest headline to come from this is the U.S. is coming strong in Paris yeah. LeBron, I, LeBron, I, I, LeBron I would R- say, MD, I, I threw that in there, is that
0: the stars are going to show out in Paris next yeah. year.
2: I feel bad for any country <laughs> that is sending a basketball team there. <laughs> it is going to be, they they may play the championship game against the second best country in the world and still win by like 50, 50. points.
0: They're trying to recruit Joel Embiid as well is what I heard because he's got dual citizenship yeah. in the U.S. and in, in France, so I mean, it's going to be an unreal team.
2: I saw LeBron, Steph, KD, Tatum, AD, like this. Booker said he'll come back Booker, as well. Yeah. Kuzma, Kuzma said they need role players <laughs> trying to hint at, you know, get himself on the team.
0: I, I did see, though, Rudy Gay also tweeted out that they should have tryouts for the U.S. team rather than selecting the team. Just pick them in advance.
1: Yeah, Have open tryouts. Let
2: us try out. You know? So, yeah, like when Rudy Gay and LeBron are going at it in their tryouts, I wonder who's going to win that
0: one. <laughs> um, moving on, though, we're going to head into the MLB. Starting off with uh, David Stearns becoming the president of baseball operations in New York for the Mets.
1: Yeah, uh, good for the Mets. I don't care. David Stearns with the brew, uh, Brewers, pretty solid. Brewers have had a good year this year, back in the playoff picture. Um, I don't care what the Mets do. They're a cursed franchise.
0: I said, cool, cool for them. They've been searching for president for a couple of years now, I believe, or at least a year. Um, I said they're still terrible franchise they Mm -hmm. were poorly managed this year they're just going to continue to do the same thing
2: yeah they they need a lot to fix that team and like hey they got a president of baseball operations it really changes nothing right now so
0: (laughs) we'll see going going forward in the future if it makes a bigger splash but i highly doubt it uh playoffs the chicago white Sox officially miss the playoff they're out of contention and the braves clinched the first spot in either league
1: yeah, that's not really a surprise for the Braves. As for the White Sox, do either of you follow Jay Kuda on Twitter? Do you know no, this I is? do not. Okay, Jay Kuda, um, he's a statistician, but he comes up with the weirdest statistics for baseball, and he's a White Sox fan. He's from Chicago. Um, if you don't follow Jay Kuda, the stuff that he puts out there is just pure insanity of like what the Astros record is on full moons after like 8 p.m., like that random night, and they're like 6-0. and 0. But then the White Sox are one in five. Like he digs into the weirdest statistics. So shout out to Jay Kuda. Go follow him on Twitter if you don't. The guy is awesome. He's hilarious. Everything that he puts out there. Um, and the White Sox stink as well.
2: This this brave like I, we talked about this last week. I'm high on the Braves. I think you are. I think they've won the World Series already. This Braves team is in like it's insane. Matt Olson carrying my fantasy team right now as <laughs> I'm beating Sam in the championship. But I I don't know. I think Matt Olson honestly could have been the mvp if acuna didn't have this great of a season yeah. i was
0: i was gonna say that he he could honestly be an mvp talks he might he, he's definitely in a finished top five definitely. i think um before we fully dive into Matt olson the braves i do want to say the white Sox. i mean over these past couple of years i just feel like they've been such a disappointment Every like they were they're always expected to win that division they have young pieces Luis robert Tim Anderson is is supposed to be you know this great shortstop or second baseman middle infielder. He has no
2: hands. And
0: um, I I do want to say he's batting 240 this year with a minus 1.6 WAR. Uh, The team doesn't have a single player batting over 275, and the pitching staff is 13th in the AL out of 15 in ERA. Yeah, that's bad. Um, They're absolutely terrible, abysmal and. I just don't know what this White Sox franchise needs to turn it around, but it's they're also doing this in like
2: one of the worst divisions in baseball. Yeah, worst divisions in a while
1: too. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the Central is terrible. I mean, I think it's no go ahead. I think at
2: the All Star break, like the best record in the AL Central was five hundred. I would say I thought they were
1: five
0: hundred. (laughs) Yeah, and like the Twins, the Twins are at the top right now, right? I believe they i mean i yeah, don't know they i don't follow the al central as you don't as uh, <laughs> intensely as everyone yeah. else
1: wins are seven games above 500
0: but they like they're hard. it's always between them and the guardians when it comes down to it at the end of the season the, in recent memory and neither team that comes out of there has been very good and it's kind of crazy that the guardians are still contending after losing lindor yeah after two years
1: and eight games under 500 right now yeah but not <laughs> mathematically eliminated
0: yeah, it's crazy. Um, but going on the opposite side of that, the flip side, the Braves, Matt Olson last night tying the Atlanta home run record with Andrew Jones uh, at 51 home runs.
1: Yeah, uh, and he's got three weeks to go still. He could be pushing 60 very much. Um, I don't think he'll get to that 60 mark, but he has been phenomenal. Everything that the Braves could have asked for this entire year.
2: Yeah, uh, like we, we brought this up again last week. They just replaced Freddie Freeman, and I don't want to... I don't want to say it, but possibly someone who's better than Freddie Freeman.
0: That's, I mean, Whoa. that's 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 a that's a very high task, especially Freeman had a very big presence for Atlanta, bringing that team up. But the way Olson's playing, yeah, and I mean his defense could could be up there in in the conversation of you know just as good, if not better.
2: And then I, one of the things I don't know if we're allowed to like plug other podcasts, but I like to listen to Barstool's Party. I of it too. I've done it before. So okay. You're good. Okay. <laughs> And uh, they did an interview with Matt Olson, and he said, like, when he came into Atlanta, like, they embraced him. Like, he's already getting, like, that Atlanta treat. Not as, you know, big as Freddie Freeman got, but the city loves him from what I hear. So, like, he may be, him and Acuna, just, like, the two biggest things in Atlanta right now.
0: Well, truthfully, the Braves are probably the biggest thing in Atlanta. I mean, the Hawks... Trey Young is his future there. I feel like is very shaky, up and down. Who knows if he's gonna stay? If he's gonna be traded? Future sixer. <laughs> the Fal- The Falcons are currently, you know, in in a winner. yeah, maybe want to know. In the, <laughs> the <laughs> I'll just say in a Bermuda Triangle because their two re- their two top what should be receivers totaled one catch this week Bijon against the had Panthers. A great <laughs> touchdown, yeah, <bro>. Bijan's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the Atlanta Thrashers
1: don't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Covers the bases. <laughs> so.
0: I really think the Braves are the staple of Atlanta right now. Um, Going forward, J-Rod joining the 30-30 club this season.
1: I love the 30-30 club. I think it's one of the most elusive clubs to join in all of sports. Um, Like, it's such a dynamic skill set. And, you know, you see rookies get 20-20, like Anthony Volpe, and that's a big deal, getting to 20-20. But to do 30-30 and... Not to bring it back to the Braves, but this just shines on Acuna once again. Guy has 67 or 65 stolen bases and 37 home runs. It's yeah. disgusting that you that you are able to do both. That wasn't a thing, and it shouldn't be a thing. Being able to do both.
0: It's he's still continuing to make history. Acuna. yeah,
1: yeah he's probably gonna get to
2: 470. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that. which is
1: horrifying that yeah. someone can put up and not only did 70. he have
2: the first
0: 30 60 season he's about to f- have the first 40, 40 70, 70. season
2: and like while you have this up like while he's doing this like what's his batting average right now like it's he's not even at uh 333
0: he's, <laughs> he's well o- he's well over 300 it's a
1: hit one every three at bats
0: yeah but i it's about j-rod sorry. i was like go <laughs> sorry go back to j-rod real quick i do want to i mean we're what two weeks into september right now but throughout yeah. august the dude was batting fo- almost four he He's been four twenty nine mm. with seven home runs and 30 RBIs as well.
2: Yeah. He didn't have the best start to the season, and like he's really turned it around. The Mariners, I mean, they had high hopes coming into the season, and they're still like looking pretty good, but they'll make the playoffs. They'll yeah. make it. But I mean, just to see him play like this at this time of the year is like that. I think they have a chance to do something in the AL. Whoa.
0: I mean, we talked about them last week. Them and them and the Orioles could be scary, yeah. and we just yeah, talked I'm about glad. a weak AL Central. So, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Turner coming back, launched nine home runs in 10 games. I believe you updated it. It's 11 and 13 mm-hmm. games. Um, these past two games, they've gone to two extra inning games with the Braves, have lost both in the 10th inning. Um, but they're playing the Braves tough. They just can't get it done. It's very... Frustrate very frustrating to see, but it's it's just I don't know if it's going to happen. That if they face them in the playoff, it's not going to be I don't it's not going to be good. I don't
1: think it's going to be pretty for a lot of people. No, I don't think you're alone in that. No, nothing to
2: fear. I have some run down here. Can possibly make a run until they run into the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs>
0: I mean, that's it's very true, and I think like you said, that goes for a, a lot of teams, if not every league. team, yeah. team in the NL, if yeah. not the entire league. Uh the Yankees a game above 500 after they, uh, after they beat the Red Sox but the Martian t- tore his UCL Jason Dominguez is down um, I've you know you hate to see it from such a young guy they came right into the league started so hot
1: yeah he was the first uh, Yankee in history to hit four home runs in the first what six seven games something like that um, which is phenomenal obviously and then as the Yankees go you can't have anything nice everything blows up um, I'll let you talk a little bit, Colin, and then I'll loop back to a positive to finish up the Yankees. No, just
2: as you said, like I said, just as things were looking up, I mean, maybe not for this season, but the prospects they've been bringing up are playing good. Yeah. And then their number one prospect goes and does that. Um, the only, I don't want to say good thing about it, but with him not being a pitcher and a position player, I saw like the recovery time was only six months. Yeah. So it's not as bad as like, you know, a, a pitcher, hill. UCL injury. But the other thing is, the thing that makes this season even worse, being a Yankees fan, is everybody else that is not a Yankees fan, no matter who you like, is loving this season because yeah, the Yankees suck. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing about sucking is they don't even suck. They're a game above 500 And I'll transition into, yes, the book is almost closed on this season, but not quite. And let me explain why not quite. One, doubleheader sweep of Boston yesterday. They are now tied for fourth place in the AL East. They are not in dead last that could change by the time this episode comes out tomorrow, of course. Yes. But there are seven games out of the final wildcard spot. They have six games left against Toronto. Toronto is tied for that third spot. They are right there. Meaning, in theory, you sweep Toronto, you're a game out. You're right there. Not to mention, Seattle and Texas are second and third in those wildcard spots. There's half a game separating them. They play each other seven times. So no matter what, someone's going to gain some ground there. Um, Texas especially has been free-falling in the second half of the season. They've been a little bit better over the last week or so, but they have been free-falling. So, the teams that are in front of them, the Yankees get to play them, and the other ones play each other. There is a path. I don't think they'll make it whatsoever, but there is a hypothetical the, path for them to get there.
0: It's a long shot, but mathematically, they are still in
1: contention. And it's Mathematically, yes, and there's 20, 20 games left or so, but it's not as insane mathematically as it seems just because of who they get to play and who the other teams are playing.
0: I also feel like recently we've seen a lot in the MLB, like th- especially this year, there's teams that just go on these insane runs yeah. and you know make their push, especially at the end of the season. Yeah. We saw it almost with the Orioles last mm-hmm. year. They almost did it. And, I mean, the Yankees are an experienced team. If they want to do it, they got to start now. When they started with a doubleheader sweep, it, it could happen.
2: It won't. But it would be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it could. Did. It could. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> if it did. Do I dare go above and beyond and say if they could sneak in at that third wild card spot? Th- those last two wild card spots, they play each other, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. yeah so it's the last.
0: Up, no, 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 no. The first two play each other. And the third, and then the Bellassi. third plays the last, the last division, division winner. So the they play Central. the AL Central. Exactly. Exactly. So they're going so they, to they, the ALDS. They could make it to the divisional round <laughs> if I'm they were right to play. Now. If they were to play the Twins or or the Guardians.
1: That's all I'm hearing.
0: Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We've got, a, we've got a little bit to go. Heading into some football. We've got a lot of football today. Um, football the rest of the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start off with college, NCAA. Probably the biggest story to come out of this weekend. Mm-hmm. Texas, taking down the tide. They are up to number four in the AP rankings, and Bama falls to number 10.
1: Yeah, and uh, here comes the Quint Ears train. By the way, if anyone wants to dunk on me about me picking Alabama number one, whoop-de-doo, I don't care. I made a pick. <laughs> Get over yourself. Um, here comes the Quinn Ears train, though, and everything's about Caleb Williams, obviously, and rightfully so, and Drake May, and we've even spoken about Riley Leonard, but Quinn Ears was a perfect prospect. Coming mm-hmm. out of high school, went to Ohio State, transferred to Texas. This was the first time that we really got to see Quinn Ears do what he is capable of doing. So I am so excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. Dare
0: I say, we may have seen this last year if he didn't go down. Dare, in that I, say. Game? Yeah. Yeah, I, Dare I say? Yeah. Yeah. So Dare I say? Hypo- but that's also a that's also hypothetical. I don't want to I don't want to throw that out there.
1: It also wasn't Jalen Milrow on the other side. Jalen Milrow yeah. is garbage, by the way. The guy cannot throw. He's got a great arm, but he has no accuracy. His athleticism is a little bit flaky. Two yes.
0: interceptions and less, almost less than fifty percent completion percentage Not good. in that game.
1: Not good whatsoever. I don't. He'll be benched by the end of the season. It won't be. Him. Would be one of the
2: freshmen. I don't want to overreact, but it's like, are we starting to see like the, the end of the Bama dynasty? Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't think so. Okay. And
2: i I think this is also showing like, I think this proves that like the transfer portal is like shaking up college sports. Because if you if you said you know three four years ago Texas Alabama Alabama's winning by well yeah thirty but With now Sam Ellinger that's what I was about <laughs> to say yeah, Allinger, Sam kids like kids could just go wherever they want so like. You have these kids that would be at Bama for three, four years, and now they're like, well, I'm not starting here. I'm going, you know, to another D1
1: school to play. And they're still going to make as much money, too, with NIL. And that's you know, also that huge component.
0: That's also something that I feel like conference realignment is coming into play with as well. Like, mm-hmm. we're seeing Texas. This is the last year that Texas is going to be in the Big 12. They're going to the SEC. They're going to be playing Bama almost every year. Yeah. I mean, they'll be playing LSU. Like, it depends on how they shake everything up. But, like, this is definitely going to get Texas – whether it's recruits, transfers, it's gonna get them on the map a lot more. They were in contention with them last year, beat them this year. Um, I do, you know, I want to get into some some stats, some give them some players some props. Uh, Jatavian Sanders having 114 yards on just nine receptions in this game. Ewers throwing for 350 yards, almost three touchdowns, 24 of 38. And he's the first Ohio State transfer to win in Tuscaloosa since Joe Burrow as well.
1: Really? Yes. Mm, that's a fun fun fact. I don't know who else would fit that criteria. I don't T- know either. Tate Martell. <laughs> I can't name another uh, Ohio State quarterback that transferred and ended up doing anything. Tate Martell just an opportunity. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Still. Um, but like you said, with the transfer portal as well, I think a team that's. Well, two teams that have benefited off of that Colorado being one, yeah. we've seen them, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> shoot right up the rankings. But as on, you know, as well on the Western Coast, okay. USC and Lincoln Riley, they've mm-hmm. got 19 transfers this year and yeah. are still sitting in the top ten. There at and number they, six, well, and
1: they packed the barn with when Lincoln Riley went there. Yeah, taking Caleb yeah. Williams with them, exactly. Um, bringing Jordan Addison, they brought in a bunch of pieces. Um, I love the transfer portal. I think it's great. Also, did you? Fun.
0: I think it gives. I think it gives like. Because college is a definitely a different you know, atmosphere than the pros in the NFL, and whether that be trading and signing different places. But you don't have that liberty in free agency, really. That's the transfer portal. And I think that that gives someone the ability to go to the right system that they fit in, especially seeing different how different colleges play different and ways.
1: The, the portal has opened up opportunities for it to be different teams in that playoff now. Yeah. Now that the portal rules have been what they've been, why, like we have Florida State as a top four team in the country right now. We have Texas. We have different teams. Finally, for the first time in ten years, it's been the same teams. Adding that portal and letting it run wild. Now the pool is way more open. We're closer. We're closer to having these different teams. Speaking of like the portal and like thinking, like thinking players
2: can go anywhere. Did you see UNC like star wide receiver Tess Walker isn't allowed to play this year because of transfer rules? Yeah.
0: yeah, I did. Yeah, I did see that.
2: So like, there's still a little still bit of issues. Yeah. yeah, very
1: much so
0: there's some issues. Well, UNC App State going to double overtime this weekend. Um, I mean, this is the second time the second year in a row oh, that, that App Mr. State 63 61, Yeah, yeah that App State gave UNC a bit of trouble.
1: Mhm. And I said it last week, I'll say it again, UNC's not all that, I think Duke's the second best team in the ACC, I'll stand by
0: that. And I called you crazy last week, but after watching the highlights of this game, after watching what happened, I think Drake May is still going to be great, I think he's legit, Yeah. but this UNC team may be in trouble the rest of their schedule. Mm
2: -hmm. App State historically just loves to try and be like the underdog Cinderella, (laughs) I mean, Back oh, yeah, back I mean, years, Michigan UNC. The one day, a couple the years, game. A couple years ago, Penn State. State yeah, and it was Penn State opening week. Mm-hmm. So what, like, it's, if you if you're a big time school and you say App stay on your schedule, <laughs> you better just be ready for like a dog fight.
0: <laughs> They're a scary team. They're not someone that you want to face one of those first two weeks.
1: Beautiful campus too, and Boone. Have you been there? No, but I had a buddy who went there. Oh, okay. And he transferred to Chapel Hill actually. Ah. He Transferred last year. Um, so did
0: he go to this game?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't
0: talk to them <laughs> uh, Well, we talked about them earlier. Colorado continuing to climb. Uh, the first time they'll play in, prime. I guess technically prime time. <laughs> prime time. Prime time, prime time, prime time. Uh, they'll play at 10 p.m. this week against Colorado State. Um yeah. Shador is almost at a thousand yards passing for the year, and, and, has, and hasn't even thrown an interception yet. He's had six touchdowns.
1: I know. I'm staying up for that game. I gotta see Colorado <laughs> State get a whooping. Um, they're must-see TV. Very much, I would say they're the most fun team to watch in the entire country. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, you don't truly need to watch it, like must-see, must-see, until Oregon, which is in two weeks, and then they have USC the week after. I'm so excited for both of those games. The Bo-Nicks resurgence season. This is the year, man. Dark Horse, Heisman, he's in the right system. This is the year. I do have a
0: question at the, e- at the end of, at the end of the college football segment. Okay. Uh, but it's specifically for you. But I'll I'll wait on it. I'll wait on it. Okay. Um, did you guys see the story though that? Uh, Coach Prime, okay, I'll refer to him as Coach Prime. Slept in his office I for the game this week. The night before
2: the game, yeah. I did see Why? that. Why? Sicko behavior.
0: But he's go home. he's gotta get ready. Go he's gotta home. get he's gotta have some he's gotta have some material for his prime
1: show. That it's it's <coughs> rule in Nebraska, go home.
2: Also, the pre game and halftime speeches he's been giving, like, I wanna get up off the couch when I see that on Instagram and just go, so like go in. punt my door down.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm gonna run off my porch because of Coach Prime. Um no, I, I really like this Colorado team. I'm very yeah. excited to see You'll more of them. And like you said, the bigger games coming up. Yeah. Notre Dame moving into the top ten, into the top ten for the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, this season. They were at ten last week. They are now at nine. I just said this is their last week with a breath before they before they face Ohio State. They host Ohio State this year. They went to Columbus last year. I think that's gonna be an amazing game next week.
1: Yeah, it will be, and I also think Notre Dame is doing all this just to finish right outside of the playoff, and they won't make it, but enjoy it. I'm excited for the Ohio State game. I think Notre Dame's, like, legit. Like, this is the year. It's just the point that, like...
0: I think they're legit. I, I think they They
2: still have the Ohio State game. They still have the U.S. Like, it's just, being the independent and then, like, they have these games every year, it's just tough. Like...
0: It's it's difficult because... they pl- Well, they play USC every single they, year, right. so like, that's not gonna change, but... When you have Ohio State, I mean, last year they opened the season with Ohio State. It was still a close game, but Mm. now, you know, it's kind of going to be a little bit of recouping because you play these the first three, the first three games, or the first four games because they had that extra week in Dublin. It was Navy, Tennessee State, NC State, and now it's Central Michigan, and then you play Ohio State. Like, Ohio State, again, does have the same, you know, Path almost they played what Youngstown State this week and then yeah. they play, is it Illinois?
1: No, Penn State State plays plays Illinois, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Well, they play someone. I think it's uh it's someone from the Big Ten, but the Big Ten has this reputation of being difficult, whether that's conference or not. Um, Ohio State has had this reputation. Nah, of being it's Western great. Kentucky. Okay, never mind, never mind. I was wrong. No, well, well, it, it I, was wrong. Point,
1: I was wrong. It proves your point though, but the fact that Notre Dame's playing. Was it Central Michigan? Yeah. This week. Yeah. And then Ohio State is the cakewalk this week as well.
0: So you know, I guess they're both leading up to this game. This could be the true season opener for both of them, and seeing yeah. where both teams are legitimately going to lie when it comes tournament or comes playoff time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of the Big Ten, though, uh, Penn State. We kind of gloss- we glossed over their segment last week. I was gonna we were gonna talk about them a little bit. Um, they play Illinois this week, as we just mentioned. The rest of the conference sort of gearing up for Big Ten play. But I do want to know, do the Nittany Lions have a shot at the Big Ten this year? Yes.
2: Yes. I know, like, I grew up a Penn State fan, so I have a little bit of bias. And I know you hate Penn State. I do because, dislike Penn
0: State. I do dislike Penn State. Because
2: from where we're from, you're either a Penn State fan or you're a Notre Dame fan. You were the Notre Dame, I was the Penn State fan. Drew Aller is looking amazing. He's seventh right now in Heisman odds at plus 2,000. Not but taking I, that bad. I'm not taking it either, but... Against this Delaware? Yeah, Delaware <laughs> right
1: here for two hundred yards and what one touchdown.
2: This Penn okay.
1: That Drew Aller okay. phenomenal. <laughs> were who we talking about? This
2: go on this defense that Penn State has. Oh, well, we're switching is, up now. This is the, the <laughs> Drew Aller storyline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this Penn State defense that they have is insane. Yeah, like good. it is it has a chance to be like the top defense in the country this year. Uh, like when they play Ohio State and <clears> they play Michigan. They will hold teams to under, in college this is impressive under thirty points when you're playing those top teams. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, but what my point with Penn State, and I feel like this is a repetition every year, and we've seen it so much, even just in the past ten years. Say say they beat Ohio State or Michigan or both, doesn't matter they're a team that has the reputation they're not going to be able to beat one of those like dark horse them. teams like iowa in yeah iowa Atlanta. minnesota even at the whiteout game because they just don't have the reputation of getting it done and that's why was it last year or the year before when franklin signed re-signed his contract and got that huge extension i thought that was a terrible move no, because he, can, he can't get over the hump no great recruiter, great recruiter great recruiter great at bringing people in but cannot win big games.
2: People love throwing that on him. People don't understand. Like, you have an offensive coordinator to call your offensive plays for a reason. Fr- Franklin is there to bring in recruits, and he has done the best job of bringing in recruits that Penn State has ever seen, and possibly like for turning around uh, a college team, like he's turned around Penn State like as a recruiting-wise. Like Before that, obviously they had the bull band and everything like that, but they were kind of like – they were like the team back in like the 80s and 90s and then they I feel like they kind of like fell off a little bit and he's brought them back into prominence of like, you know, top 10 15 every single year. People yeah. don't
0: understand that. They've definitely climbed back into re- and being into relevant and, and being relevant again, especially after everything that happened with uh, you know, their bands and and stuff like that. Um but like I said, I just I just don't see them winning those games and getting to the playoff until the playoff is extended in the coming years because i don't i just don't think they're a strong enough team and don't have that mentality
1: i hate penn state i hate michigan don't really care about james franklin don't care about jim harbaugh but we said the exact same thing about jim harbaugh that he can't get over that hump and eventually he got over that hump is this the year penn state gets over that hump i'll say no But I'm not going to discredit him because it is possible, and Jim Harbaugh is proof of that. Um, I don't think they make the playoff. I'm not high on them. I'm never high on them because I don't like them. Uh, I like Trace McSorley. I don't care about anyone else at Penn State, which is proof, by the way. There's my proof that I like quarterbacks. I don't care (laughs) about the team. Um, I think Penn State's a bunch of foolies. They'll drop a game. They'll still finish top 12 in the country, though.
0: But also you want to you want to talk about the first two games. I mean, they kind of had a disappointing performance to open the year with what, with West Virginia. They were expecting to bol- like they blow covered them out. The spread. They covered they, they, the spread. They covered okay, so but they, they did better. There's than than also they they against also against an an abysmal like West Virginia team. They have
2: covered both spreads, so realistically, they have done more than <laughs> what they were supposed to do. I would like to throw that. Out. That's why that's why we have spreads because like when you see these games, yeah. winning isn't just enough. So they're yeah. like, oh, you're supposed to win by this much. They've won by more both times. <laughs> All right.
0: Mm. Whatever you say. I don't I don't believe in them. Georgia. Um I feel like you know nobody's talking about they, Georgia hasn't played anyone yet, but I feel like nobody's really here. talked about Georgia. Um the spreads are but they're like still 2-0 45 and everything.
1: Yeah. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> covered. Um
0: they'll face Spencer Rattler in South Carolina this week. I put this on here simply so Colin can you know go crazy about Spencer Rattler just for him to get his teeth kicked in this week. And I'll be so happy when we come back next week and it's and he's pound, pounded to the ground. I
2: would like to say, before I get into... You're it, not going to vouch for Spencer Rattler. No. He yeah. loves not, Spencer they're Rattler. They're not winning this okay, game.
1: just making sure. Okay. Go ahead. Just this sure.
2: South Carolina team outside of Spencer Rattler and his top two receivers is god-awful. <laughs> but Spencer <laughs> Rattler coming off of the SEC Offensive Player of the Week on the year... 85 completion percentage, higher than Caleb Williams and Shador Sanders, 700 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, more passing yards than Drake May, Quinn Ewers, and Bo Nix. There was a quote that came out, NFL scouts have been loving it this year. Yes, they played Furman. They played Furman. They played Furman. (laughs) We're talking about how good Sam Harmon's been. He hasn't played a good team yet either. NC State is NC a five State five. Is, is a is a Power Five team. They're a Power Five team, but they're a really bad Power Five team. Know, okay,
0: really but team. you were also you were also dragging UNC through the mud two seconds ago, and they they lost to UNC.
2: I told you this South Carolina <laughs> team, <laughs> outside of Spencer Rattler and his top two receivers, sucks. They suck. They're, the only reason they even, if they didn't have Spencer Rattler, they probably would have been in like a dog fight with Furman. But still, going back to it. NFL Scout came out and said, This is the version of Spencer Rattler, the world was promised, and he's finally arrived. I saw a thing. Scouts have actually liked how he's been playing this year, and they think his draft stock is rising very highly. If he just plays good if he just plays good against Georgia, he didn't have a single
0: touchdown pass against UNC the first week.
1: What's your definition of good, may I ask? Uh, what would be a good game for Spencer Rattler? Over three hundred. Woof, that's not happening. Two plus touchdowns. Uh, that m- probably won't. He, under, could, he
0: couldn't get a single one on UNC. Under
1: two, <laughs> under two picks. Under two picks. That's good.
2: Three like, three twenty five. What what's three twenty five? Three touchdowns and a pick. Yes, I would think that's
1: a really good game. What's your ceiling for him? My ceiling for him draft draft wise. Uh. What's the best? Do you think? Oh, the best. He's going in the first round. You what think I, he could still be a first round prospect? Yes. What oh, wow. I think
2: is going to happen, he'll be. If he keeps up how he's playing right now, he'll go
1: within the first two or three rounds. Wow, well, uh, I wrote in my notes: dogs by three scores. Rattler a cook day three pick. <laughs> um, that's my opinion on Spencer Rattler.
0: I I don't think he's a I don't think he's a first three. I don't I don't think he's a first two round. Maybe he, I, maybe I'll give him three.
1: Rounds. Though I do appreciate uh, your insight on the South Carolina team, knowing that how terrible they are. I did not know that. I was I'm like to say aware. everybody hates
2: Spencer Rattler, first year starting. Took them to – I'm going to call me out. But I, they took, he took them to a New York uh, New Year Six Bowl, won. Won the MVP of that bowl game. Next year, they were undefeated. And then just got – I mean, Caleb Williams was there. They were losing to Texas, yeah. But he still had them undefeated. Went to South Carolina last year. Wasn't that game three? No, it was like – they were like – the no, season. they were like 5-0 and oh at the time. It wasn't game three. Was that far? Yeah. I thought it was it, like, No, it was like three or four. It was far into the year because oh. I, I argued this. <laughs> and then last year at South Carolina took them to seven and five, maybe eight and four. Took him yeah. to a bowl game, a South Carolina team that's notoriously been like a bottom team in the SEC. Took him to a bowl game, and now starting this year, he's had a great year. Okay, it was the sixth Six. game of the season, that's so they were high. five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh.
0: So it was almost halfway.
2: Still had them five and zero oh in the Big Twelve. So okay, pretty good. All right. He gets more hate because he loves to talk. That's what I love about him. I love hockey players.
0: Yeah. He also backed out of Oklahoma after Caleb Williams was leaving as well.
2: Well, yeah, I mean Caleb Williams left Oklahoma too because he Caleb liked, Williams like, followed Lincoln followed Riley. the coach. Okay, and Spencer Rattler had Lincoln Riley too. And Lincoln Riley left and he left. It's like But just, he didn't go just, with Lincoln Riley. I know, but he still <laughs> didn't like that Lincoln Riley wasn't there and left. Like that's what I'm trying to get at is like his coach that he was there for left, so he left. All right.
1: Okay, looking forward to it.
0: Well, Tennessee <laughs> Tennessee moved back to 12 despite uh, winning their first two games and only allowing touchdowns in both of their first two games. so one touchdown in each game. Yeah. Um, okay. So who, do, yeah. who wants to start on Tennessee?
1: They, uh, they beat Virginia and they beat Austin P. <laughs> I think it's P. Yeah, but it I is. P- it's, P- it's
0: like P-E-A-Y, right? Um, P A E Y. P
1: E A Y. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't really care. I do think Tennessee's kind of a forgotten team, though. And I think Joe Milton is a forgotten quarterback. And I'm looking forward to where he fits into this quarterback puzzle throughout this entire country for the rest of the season. Because We've talked about a lot of quarterbacks over the last two weeks, and I've seen everything in the media. There's nothing about Joe Milton. He's just doing his thing down in uh, Knoxville. And that's
0: it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think Tennessee is getting wildly overlooked. Yes, they again they they allowed, you know, to Virginia and Austin P but I think it's a team that we also forget, like, last year they were in the top ten easily and their quarterback went down. Yes. Yeah. Mackenzie Milton was a twenty five year old at quarterback. But um like they they kinda came out of nowhere and Beat Bama and, like, was was There's able McKenzie, to go crazy. <laughs> not McKenzie Milton. Jeez, Mackenzie Milton's from uh, UCF? UCF. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Almost had his leg amputated or something?
0: I just I messed up. Hen and Hooker. Mil- I don't know how I got Joe messed Mil- up with Mil- that McCain because I was thinking Joe Milton. Milton. Yeah, Hen and Hooker went down. Jesus. Good throwback. My, yeah, yeah. Throwback, though. Um, no, they kind of came out from nowhere and uh, finished very highly. Uh, I think they still lost by, like, three scores at Georgia, though. Yeah. Um, but now they're like still in the top ten, still relevant, and Joe Milton's there, keeping them there, and I think they'll be there for a while going forward as well with Nico Iomelavello, who I talked about last season. Yeah. Um, that's gonna that's him. gonna come up. Uh, hmm. but I'm saying right now, I know Bama already lost, but I think they're gonna beat Bama, and I think they're gonna contend with Georgia this year.
2: Wow. I have written down their offense elite because Joe Millen is insane. I love Joe Millen. His arm talent might be one of like the most insane things that you could watch in a college football game. Like He just flicks a ball 60 yeah. yards. I just love watching
0: it. He's entertaining. He's mm-hmm. very fun to watch. I like Tennessee a lot. Rocky top. Let's go. Um, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be okay for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. Believe it when I see it.
0: All right, heading into this or that, back for the second week because shouldn't have been gone in the first place, but we kind of just forgot about it. Um, who wants to start us off?
1: I will. Uh, concerning the two you kind of answered my question without answering it, um, both of you would agree that Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yes. Number two, Penn State or Ohio
2: State?
0: I if would say Ohio State.
1: I can't back down now. I'm going Penn State. Okay, because that's why I was, I was yeah. slightly irritated by you bringing <laughs> it up, saying, you think Penn State can make it? Um, I think Ohio State, and I hate Penn State, which doesn't really surprise me. Well, Ohio think, State is the best I receiver in the country as well. It's got multiple as well. Yeah. The entire receiving core. And last week, we finally saw it. The Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison Jr. connection. There was proof of it. Yes, it was against Youngtown State. <laughs> but the guy had, what, 150-plus yards in the first half? He was dominant in that game. Um, and that can carry them. That can carry them. And I don't care about Drew Aller throwing for two hundred yards on yeah, touchdown I, against Delaware. I'm not impressed. They have
2: two of the top, probably ten running backs in the country on one roster. So
0: London Montgomery's in top ten. <laughs> well, he's the, he's the future. He's the future. <laughs> uh, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Next? I can go next.
2: Who has the better chance of being a non-SEC or Big Ten school to make the playoff? I have Florida State or USC. You could throw Texas in there, but I think these two are like the two top that have their chance.
0: I'm going I'm going Florida State because the ACC, Sucks. yes, while well, it's mightily weak, they're going to end up perfect. USC still has to play Colorado, and I'm not saying they're going to lose, but we saw USC against Utah twice last year, and they had a tough time. Again, I mean, it's a different team, but... I think it's a very, you know, it's, it's going to be a We're We're going to see this Pac-12, this la- last year of the Pac-12. Um, it's going to be interesting coming down to the wire, but I think Florida State.
1: Uh, it'll be Florida State just because they're going to go 13-0. They'll have a cakewalk yeah. schedule. And the Pac-12 is good. People don't realize how good the Pac-12 is looking Oregon's at the top 25. Great. You have Colorado. USC still has to play Notre Dame, not Pac-12. But they have Utah, who's ranked 12th. Washington, no one has <laughs> said a word about Washington. Michael, Michael Pennings, Pennings Jr. He, is he's disgusting. Doing. But Washington's number eight in the country. Oregon, UCLA is even top 25 right now. USC, if they can get through all of that, I would even say they could be number one. If you get all of those wins, they should deserve to be number one. I don't think that they will, though. I uh, don't think that they'll end up making it just because yeah. of that gauntlet of a schedule.
0: I mean, they play Notre Dame as well. Yeah. Like, I think... W- even when you're talking about the Pac-12, the the winner of the Pac-12, if they go perfect, can even just come out of it.
1: Yeah, no matter who it is. And I, but yeah. I don't I don't think that happens. I think the Pac-12 yeah. winner finishes with probably even two losses because yeah. it's that good of a conference. Um, what do you think, big guy? What do I think? Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, I think Florida State. <laughs> they, the ACC is bad. I couldn't include a Texas in here. I don't know. Like, Texas is just like, I don't know how to explain it. And you guys might, like, when I say this, you might look at me weird, but, like, just, like, looking at this Texas team, I don't, like, I don't think they're a playoff team. Even even if, like... They're, they're going like, to lose. Yeah, I think it's... They're they're gonna gonna it's exactly. I just don't see themselves. them, like, being a playoff team.
0: It's also very, like, looking at them, they're playing in the Big 12. There's not a ton of Big 12 teams in the rankings right now. And I think... Well, yeah, going to list the entire ACC, though. Yeah, I was going to say Oklahoma. Yeah, but I think they're even going to have a difficult time with Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been kind of overlooked going forward but like they also haven't played a lot of people
2: does usc play oregon state or no no No. oregon state with dj has been on is insane offensively have been insane
0: (laughs) well we're talking about the pac 12 Uh my this or that refers to it i have with eight teams out of the 12 in the conference do you think the realignment was called too early for considering the Conference is looking to be a very powerful conference, or should the Pac-12 teams have decimated and gone to these different conferences?
2: I was actually thinking about this the other day, like looking at the rankings of how many teams in the Pac-12 are ranked and stuff like. Like, it's actually kind of like funny that
1: they're all leaving, and
2: now like the Pac-12 is a good football conference.
1: Yeah, and the Pac-12 teams that aren't ranked are coming to the ACC. That's pretty convenient, isn't it? Well, yeah, it would make sense for them to stick together, but that's not why the conference realignment is happening. It's all financial stuff with TV deals, which kind of stinks. But yeah, it would make total sense for them to stick together, but I don't think they're regretting it because you're signing on with Fox if you're joining the Big Ten, with CBS if you're joining the SEC. You're getting billions of dollars in revenue. And
0: NBC with the Big Ten now, too. It's crazy.
1: They're not not regretting anything at Mm. all.
0: The organizations aren't regretting anything.
1: And well, and the other thing, everyone loves Pac-12 after dark just because that exists. Yeah. You can watch games at 1 in the morning, but that's going to disappear when they move. Yeah. They, when they're in these different conferences, they're going to have m- more be, people watching their games. because We're, s-
0: we're still going to be watching Hawaii at, at 1 in the morning. Yeah, I'll be looking
1: <laughs> forward to it, too. Let's go Rainbow Warriors.
0: Um, Alright, well with yeah, that, we're going to head into the Halftime Hustle. We are going to start out with everyone's favorite segment, Drip of the Week, and who wants to start this
2: Okay, I'll start it, go a little out of the ordinary here. As you guys know, I'm a big UFC guy. I would like to say Strong Strickland won the middleweight championship, or won the middleweight belt, however you want to put it. I would like to say to the viewers that I told you to sprinkle a little bit of money on that <laughs> last week. So well, You also said he wasn't going to win. No, but I said sprinkle it <laughs> because he has a chance. He had the fighting style to win it. He did win it. He looked impressive. He got his new belt. Broke his belt already. For for those who don't know what a UFC belt like, there's a big like, you know, gold like plaque I guess on it, whatever you want to call it's it. Like and the, then,
0: it's like the octagon, right? Yeah, yeah, and then there's
2: two on each side, two smaller ones. One on one side, he already broke off. So what does he do to uh, fix that? He just duct taped it back on the belt. Which is awesome. <laughs> so I hope he just sticks like that. So, you know, next time he fights or next press conference, he just walks out with a belt with duct tape on it. I think that would be amazing.
0: Well, I, I feel bad for whoever's getting the belt next. And they're going to have to get have to get a duct tape belt. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Mine also comes from Saturday. We talked about this team earlier, Tennessee facing Austin Peay. Yep. Um, they had these retro jerseys, a little bit of graphite, a little bit of orange on the shoulders. Um, almost. I mean, not not too much like their blackout jerseys last year. There's a little bit more orange, a little bit more color, but I really like the graphite. And I guess they were throwbacks.
1: I love I love Tennessee's uniforms and I love the black. I don't, Like the white and orange is cutesy. Look yeah. Do, but the black and orange, are just a dark color graphite, it is a staple in Tennessee. Um, I love that helmet. I, I was just yeah, about that, to say. I think my favorite is part is the helmet. Helmet yeah. is beautiful. Pretty good. Um, my drip, drip of the week is from the tennis world and that's Novak Djokovic I don't know if anyone saw this but after he won the U.S. Open uh, which was the 24th Grand Slam he was wearing a Mamba Forever t-shirt to honor Kobe Bryant um, representing number 24 uh, put it on for all of his post-game interviews everything uh, was Phenomenal, always a great tribute to Kobe and that number 24
0: well moving on we've got our players of the week and I'll go I'll go last. My player kind of you know, blends right in. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah. I, I already I already saw yours. I, saw I you already saw yours. I
2: just saw you look at it. There's a player this week who put up ninety three completion percentage for three hundred forty five yards, three touchdowns, no pick and a win. His name is Spencer Rattler. Uh,
0: yeah. Against he, Furman. Against I'm, Furman.
2: If he if he keeps putting up these stats, he might be my player of the week every week. I might just stick with him from now on.
0: Don't don't be like don't be like me picking Pat Bev for Drip of the Week every other week.
1: <laughs> uh, um, I'm going with someone who nobody knows and no one ever will know. Gage Lavarden, Lavaden, Larvaden, uh, wide receiver <laughs> from Miami, Ohio. Eight catches for 273 yards and three touchdowns in a 41 to 28 win over UMass. Yes, is the zoo. Nobody cares about them. And a 99 yard touchdown game. 34.1 yards per reception the game. Um, He transferred from southeastern Louisiana this past year to Miami, where he was playing both football and basketball. He was a dual-sport D1 athlete uh, monster game. Gage LaVaden. That's how I say the
0: LaVaden part. My
1: player of the week.
0: We were talking about the transfer portal before. They they, they lucked out right there There with the transfer portal. (laughs) Uh, My player of the week, Xavier Gibson of the New York Jets, um, Colin and I were watching Hard Knocks this season. It was following the New York Jets. Xavier Gibson was one of the wide receivers that was on the chopping block, you know, a 50-50 on if they were going to keep him or not. He was kept um, to simply return punts. He had the game-winning kick return on Monday Night Football after Aaron Rodgers went down and the Jets prevailed over the Bills. So with that being said, we're going to head right into the NFL. What a week one. I mean... You know, ups and downs everywhere. Kind of some crazy games. I feel like none of them, like, were too high-scoring mm-hmm. overall. Just about like, to say the same thing. There wasn't too much going on. Um, just excited the NFL's back.
1: Yeah, the weather was atrocious in yeah. the large portion yeah. of the United States over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, referring to some specific games, but that contributes to the offense thing. Yes, um, yes, of 100%. course. 100%. And there weren't really a lot of major performances, like Tua and Tyreek Hill. That but was probably in, the biggest in one. In terms of like stats, there was no monster game mm-hmm. from one specific player.
0: I feel like a lot of players underperformed, if anything. Definitely. That's um, a great way to describe it. So we're gonna, I guess we're going backwards a little bit. Uh, the most recent thing, the Jets, it's Zach Wilson's team now because Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles within the first four snaps of the game, his first four offensive snaps of the game, I should say. Um, I have, But Josh Allen was still the biggest loser of the night.
1: Yeah, by a very wide margin. Um, I'm going to focus on the Jets, though, real quick, and we can dunk on Josh Allen in a yeah. second. I don't think that Jordan Whitehead getting three interceptions and Xavier Gibson returning punts for touchdowns is a sustainable way to win mm-hmm. games. Not at all. But I do think that Zach Wilson can do enough to get this Jets team to the playoffs. I don't know if that will happen. The AFC is packed, and I'm going to talk about it more later. But I think that Zach Wilson is plenty serviceable. And there was a lot of talk about trading for a veteran or signing someone. I think they can ride with Wilson, and they can get to 9-8. and eight. And if that gets you in the playoffs, that's good enough.
0: So, I'm going to build right off of that. I, I had that listed uh, if you trusted in Zach Wilson or not. I think, like, you look at this team last year, they were right outside the playoffs and they had sure. Zach Wilson. They were kind of bouncing around on which QB was going to start. Mike White. They had Straveler come in in that yeah. Thursday night game that I was at. It was crazy. Um, but I think, again, I, I don't want to, like, base it off of hard knocks in this documentary we were watching the past four or five weeks. But I, like, The atmosphere when Rodgers was there, it's not that Rodgers was just there performing and he knows he's this all-star QB, which, I mean, you know, he has this reputation. A lot of people say a lot of things about him. But when you really watch this, him and Zach Wilson have built this relationship over the summer, and you really see in training camp, Zach Wilson kind of took some, has already taken and picked up some things from Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Monday night, it was completely different. The game plan was thrown out the window originally because It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers in that format, and it was very odd. But I do want to say Brees Hall looked amazing. He didn't Mm -hmm, miss mm -hmm. a beat either. Um, I do trust in Zach Wilson to still get them to a wild card spot because of what's taken place in between and what that locker room is like. But like you said, I don't think that three interceptions and a punt return is going to win them every single game.
2: No. I'll uh, just talk about the game. Zach Wilson, I mean, he looked okay. I wouldn't. He definitely didn't look good. I wouldn't say he looked bad. He had the one pick, which was like you know, it was just a terrible read. But other than that, I mean, he just played like dump, you know, dink and dump, whatever you want to call it. He was kind of
0: sheltered throughout the game.
2: Yeah, he was. But I mean, that's also if you watch if you watch Hard Knocks, they loved him during like training camp. You know, they said some of the throws he was making were great. Even if you watch him during the preseason, he wasn't that bad. But um, obviously, like you know, we just talked a lot about the performance. I just want to mention two things. One. Did you guys see what Aaron Rodgers said to Garrett Wilson in the locker room after? He said, "I'm sorry, that's kid. Sorry, kid. That that's, that's a tear." That broke jersey. that broke my heart,
0: especially you guys know I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Broke yeah. my heart.
2: Yep. And then also, you know, <laughs> sorry but, <to> hear that. <laughs> before the before the tragedy happened, Aaron Rodgers' entrance like that's that was yeah, goose like cool. that, yeah that was goosebumps like it's even just watching it back on like Instagram after that was. If I was there in person, I'd probably just go insane. Probably would have jumped on the field. so yep. right yeah. I would
0: have ran right behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? What would have gotten you more hype? A speech from Coach Prime or speech seeing Aaron Rodgers run from through that, speech that tunnel? From Coach Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess traversing towards the the Bills side now. Um, Josh Allen. Kind of gave away that game.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent did, and he also gave me a fantasy win. Yeah, uh, I'll throw that in there. Kid, I was playing against Hunter Geis Bomber, um, <laughs> Josh Allen needed twelve points to beat me in fantasy, and he couldn't do that. He got six. The whole yeah, week, was Geist horrible. was telling
2: me it was a lot. Like he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna win." Like he guaranteed a win. He's like, "Josh Allen needs eleven points." Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. that was
0: one of the worst guarantees ever. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah.
1: was great. Um, turnovers.
0: Some stat, a stat on Josh Allen uh, that I saw on Twitter after the game. Josh Allen since week 1 of last season has started in 19 games. In those 19 games, he's had 37 turnovers, interceptions or fumbles, 20 interceptions, 17 fumbles. He's averaging almost 2 interceptions or and or fumbles turnovers. since the start of 2022. I'm not discrediting the amount of talent the guy has, but honestly, it's just, you know, he, he was doing it. He was trying to do too much. You have Stephon Diggs. You can easily get a ten yard pass off. He didn't complete a single pass over twenty yards on on Monday night.
2: Here, I would like to say one thing about like quarterbacks with fumbles is it's
1: a weird stat. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because
2: that's like weird. Uh, there's a lot of times where that's on your offensive line where like you get like blindside sacks or something like that. But also with Josh Allen, like he tries to extend plays, and so like you know a lot of that comes from that. But just quarterback and fumbles in general, I feel like it's kind of like a skewed stat because a lot of times it's not their fault. Well, that is true. But the interceptions is I was going
0: to say, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a fumble credited to him this week, which (laughs) was completely not his fault. He was knocked out. Well, it was his fault, but it wasn't his fault. It's a whole other story. It was one of the worst football plays I've seen in my life. But um, I don't know. What are we thinking about the Bills after this game?
1: They'll make the playoffs. They'll be fine. Lightning in a bottle for the yeah.
2: I think the AFC East is like more up for grabs than we than like, thought. Yeah, because the Dolphins' offense looked amazing. The Patriots looked half-decent yeah. against the Eagles. The Bills didn't look as dominant as we're used to, and the Jets just lost a superstar quarterback. So
0: And the Jets' defense stayed in this game, but Sauce Gardner, I think, a pretty had, mid game. Had, a ter- had a terrible game.
1: Surrendered over 60 receiving yards. Yeah, it was an, it, in... His career.
0: And I believe he had like the highest passer rating against him in the league this week.
1: was not very good.
0: Not good at all. Uh, another game from New York over this weekend, the Cowboys yeah. on Sunday night dominant over the Giants. And I know you, you want to talk about this a lot. No, I want, I want. Oh, I thought this was the weather game that you were saying.
1: Yeah, but I want you to answer your question. I oh, 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 oh.
0: First. Okay, my question is, what was the main factor, the Giants playing bad or Dallas playing amazing?
1: And the second part. I want the whole question, because that's what I want to talk about. The whole oh, question. who's
0: the bigger powerhouse, Dallas or San Fran? San Fran, San
1: Fran you're a yeah. moron if you say <laughs> yeah, Dallas. It's that's all San I Fran. wanted to hear. Okay, I'll say real quick, the Giants weren't going to win week one. Yeah, I picked them because I'm a Giants fan. I'm always going to pick them. It's week one prime time against Dallas. There's no chance that they win that game. Um, the game was played in a monsoon. It was raining the entire time. The Giants' blue turned into like a dark blue, a navy blue by the end of the game. Um, they have turnstiles for offensive linemen, very much. I'm not going to deny that. They had a rookie at center. Evan Neal still garbage. Andrew Thomas got banged up on the block field goal. They were doomed from the beginning of that game. Um, so, yes, the Giants stunk. Dallas is fine. whoop de doo Dak was 13 of 24 for 143 yards. I'm not impressed by that yeah. whatsoever. Uh, and the team totaled 265 yards of offense. Um, The Giants' defense was not bad whatsoever. That's not why they lost that game. It was just the offense blowing up. Not to mention the Giants dominated that entire opening drive until a false start penalty, which we have seen 90% of other offensive tackles do the exact same thing. But Andrew Thomas just happened to get called for it, and then everything imploded. Uh, Get Dallas out of that conversation. They're not even the best team in the NFC East. Philadelphia is. I will live and die on that hill. I don't want it to have this conversation. San Francisco is the best team in the NFC, too. I, I agree, but I had to put it in there because no. everyone
0: nationally is talking. About
1: everyone that. nationally is a moron <laughs> if they think Dallas is good after 140 to nothing win over a wonky, wet, injury ridden Giants team.
2: You mentioned how Dak played bad. I want to read you four stat lines. Do you tell me? Which you would take? We have 200 yards, a pass, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Drew Aller? 100, no. 143 I, yards, <laughs> I and know no who touchdowns. this is. I know who this is. 170 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. And then 104 yards, no touchdowns, with two interceptions. Which stat line would you take?
0: It's the first one, so and I know who is it is. One. It's going to take us into the next team. The
2: first one is Sam Howell. The next three are the other
1: three what NFC's quarterbacks. What was Sam Howell's stat line?
2: 202 yards of passing touchdown and rushing touchdown.
0: He, he also didn't mention that Sam Howell had a fumble and fumble, and a fumble six. Fumble six. The stupid score for Wasn't
1: on, It wasn't on the tweet that I saw. Okay, well, and well, we talked about turnovers and what like causes a quarterback. What's a quarterback's fault? No, that was on him. That fumble on, was on him. I'm also just saying, DJ's first interception was perfect to Saquon, but because of this monsoon, yeah. Saquon never fumbles the ball because of the monsoon it pops out. So there's proof turnover stuff uh i don't care about sam howell by the way that was no, a disgusting and pathetic show out against arizona i would okay with a win.
2: no okay which we can talk about now yeah if we if we could jump into that i'll take the lead here because i believe one of us is a commanders fan here <laughs> yeah their offensive line i think is probably Swiss the worst is the worst in the nfl that was pathetic terrible. to terrible like as a commanders fan i would like to go apply try out for the team and just at least see, because I think there's a there's a slim chance that I could do a little bit better. It was that bad. Um, their defense looked amazing. I would like to say, yes, the Cardinals scored 16 points. Po- yeah, the Cardinals yeah, so. scored 16 points. One was a scoop and score fumble touchdown by the defense. The other was a Sam Howell pick that put them in field goal range already.
1: Their defense... And it's Josh Dobbs. Yes, it's Josh Dobbs.
2: But, like... It's still the point. Like, I think the defense is legit this year. Emmanuel Forbes had the game-winning pass breakup. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are e- easily make up the best D-line duo in the entire NFL. Those two alone are freaks of nature. The defense is going to take them to, you know, last year I think they, they might have led the league in points against or were at least top three. They're going to do the same thing this year. If their offensive line is that bad, they're going to be playing 14-7 games the entire year. And going four and thirteen. I agree. I think their I think their
0: defense is very very good this year. Um, yes, it is Josh Dobbs. It is Arizona, but uh, the whole reason that they that they were able to score in that game, Arizona, was because of what you said—the uh, turnovers putting them in the range already to be able to score. Um, this could have. Easily been like a seventeen to think, seven game, seventeen three game. I think
2: one of the other field goals was because I know Gibson fumbled. I think that was yeah. in the, or Washington territory, so that's how they got another like. So that's yeah, that's thirteen points off. Yeah, of their offense just turning the ball over.
0: I just don't know if uh, the offense is gonna be able to you know string together drives to make up for the defense's like, th- dominance. Th- it can, it, it right. can happen. I have them in the playoffs still. I have them making it. I do think that the defense is going to be very good, but the offense looked a bit shaky in Week One, and it was against Arizona, which is I'll, what's iffy. To I'll
2: be. tell you right now, this offensive line—if there's no changes made—they're not doing anything. Sam Howell is the best arm talent Washington has had since even before. He's got—I think he's got better arm talent than RG3, and like he's mobile, like he could do it all. The the touchdown throw he had to Brian Robinson—that was a nice play. It was yeah, exactly—he nice has what he like. He has the talent. He has the skill. If he's he took he took six hacks six sacks in the first half, I think. If that happens, we have no chance, no matter if we're playing the Georgia Bulldogs or the Kansas City Chiefs. Well,
0: you might not have you might not have Sam Howell playing the entire year if he's taken as many yeah, sacks either. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, I wouldn't. I love Sam Howell. I think there's a chance he's the future. We have a great backup in Jacoby Brissett, though. Like, if that's, he, true. that's I think, true. I think I think they're if in a good situation.
0: Be. Yeah. Yeah uh joe burrow i mistyped originally Uh, joe burrow moves to one and five against the browns in his career after the browns dominate in a week one win
1: yeah i want to talk about week one as a whole with the entire nfl i think one the browns are burrow's achilles heel that's what we've discovered Uh, um, that's one thing that's completely separate they played in a monsoon like that cowboys giants game ran the entire time You're not going to win if you're Cincinnati. You're a pass first offense. Um, But with week one, in my opinion, it kind of means nothing. Because you look at the teams that lost, that were expected to win. You look at Kansas City. You look at Cincinnati. Obviously, the Giants weren't supposed to win, but they weren't supposed to lose 40 to nothing. You look around at the entire NFL. Philadelphia was not supposed to only win by what 5 against New England. It wasn't supposed to be like that. Minnesota Was- Minnesota, Minnesota losing to, to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. That's not supposed to happen. So I don't put any stock in this at all. I think yes, Joe Burrow likes to lose to the Browns for whatever reason, but I think it doesn't mean anything.
0: I think I think it I think they're going to I mean obviously they're going to be fine, but I think the whole thing with this shows you know, the, the inexperience Burrow had after missing those couple weeks of camp after, yeah, um, you know, tweaking his ankle. He came back, and he was able to play week one. Honestly, I don't think it would have mattered if he played week one or not. They would have been just fine if he, w- if he started week two, and they kept him out. Um, but missing those practices, I think, was, you know, a bit of an issue, although he has been with his team for a while. He has more protection, hopefully, now on the O-line. But going against Miles Garrett, that's also pretty, uh, pretty terrible. Um, for week one, but he'll be okay. He'll be fine. Cincinnati's gonna be fine.
2: Yeah, uh, he's coming off an injury. He's still yeah, gonna yeah. be Joe Burrow. There's no reason to overreact. Yeah, I, that's it. Well said, bro. <laughs>
0: um, another quarterback that we're gonna talk about: Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Is he the real deal after week one?
1: I just said week one means a bunch <laughs> of, bunch of malarkey. Uh. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to answer the question. No. I think he can be a top 15 quarterback at the end of the season, at least statistically. He looked very good against the Bears. It's also the Bears, though, which yes. doesn't prove anything. To e- exactly. Like, but he looked good. He, he looked lo- very good. He looked good. Don't want to take away from that.
2: This is going to sound like I'm taking away from that. Bears defenses. God. Yeah, they're
0: terrible. Uh, I, I think he is going to be very good. I think this is kind of just a glimpse of what this offense is going to look like as well. Romeo Dobbs being out there, but they didn't even have Christian Watson yet either. Yeah. I think once he's yeah. added to the offense, it's going to be even more lethal. And, you know, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon Aaron all look very
1: good. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: but. but I think they'll, I think that Green Bay is going to, I mean, I don't want to say surprise people because it's Green Bay, but also they were kind of doubting them because Love was taking yeah. over. But it doesn't really seem like. I mean, it, it, it is skipping a beat going from a Hall of Fame quarterback to Jordan Love, who has started like two or three games ever in his career. But I think, I think that he's going to be just fine. Um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of issues on, on the Bears' side. Justin Fields didn't really look good at all.
1: No, he didn't.
2: I said it last week. I, Ohio State quarterbacks are just not
1: good in the NFL. Okay. Uh, I think Chase Claypool is the biggest waste of a trade as well. Every single Twitter GM first round pick? pretty much the first round pick. For the I first I pick mean, of the second round. Yeah. He was
0: the f- he was the first or not first. He w- he was great in Pittsburgh his rookie year, and then he has done jack the n- since. Watching. <laughs> yeah, uh, we keep it PG, but uh, he hasn't done anything since. Um, I also think. You know it was weird. DJ Moore didn't seem to do much either. Yeah. He was
2: clamped up by Jair. Yeah. And Jair let him hear it after the game.
0: Yeah. The yeah.
1: Entire Bears' offense didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. Um. It just seemed like a lot of Justin Fields rolls out for a pass, doesn't get the pass. Oh, let me try and run for five, ten yards.
1: Yeah. For the entire game. And yeah. That's what it'll be for the whole season. Yeah. Much. And Speaking then. On. But every nice. now and then I'll break one for seventy yards. And yeah. yeah. Like and and then he's and, and then he's pop. a great fantasy quarterback, yeah, like top five fantasy QB. <laughs>
2: If fantasy didn't exist there's a lot of pe- like players that have hype that should not have hype.
0: I think Justin Fields is one of them.
2: Justin Fields is one of them. Well, I don't want to jump we're going to talk about. I know this gets this gets uh, brought yeah, out. I was going to I s- know who you're going to say. I'm a gigantic Lamar Jackson hater. I yeah, think so yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I am as well. I don't we'll think
1: Lamar well, we'll yeah. is good because of fantasy though. I don't think anyone says that. The guy Well, I mean he ha- he did have an MVP, season, an MVP, but MVP season, season, but I don't think he's since yeah. Then,
2: like people I have friends that still consider him a top three quarterback. He he's might. He's not top three. He's, he's top ten. No.
0: 10,
2: he's like he's he's, he's in like that eight or nine yeah, range yeah, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. And I'll,
0: I give, guess, I'll give him I back end. I'll so give him back end top ten.
1: I get so much hate for that. No, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. He's not. The quarterback
0: Talking crop. about a quarterback that should be top ten. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of
1: people do think he's top ten right now. By the way, but go off, King. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars get a win in Lucas Oil. Uh, Tank Bigsby tried to throw the game away. Not legitimately, but Trevor Lawrence had a pick because Tank Bigsby basically threw it to the defender. Then, that play I was talking about before, Trevor Lawrence fumbled. Tank Bigsby Bigsby picks it up. Zayer Franklin, former Syracuse player, by the way, uh, strips Tank Bigsby of the ball because that that the play wasn't over, and then the Forrest uh, Buckner. Buckner returns it returns it for a touchdown. Six. Your reaction
2: that was awesome, like being there with you. I I ago. just like had no
0: cl- nobody knew what was I mean, going you on. You had a lot of choice words. <laughs> yeah, I had, I, had, I had a lot. I had a lot of things to say. I was not happy with Tank Bigsby. He scored a touchdown later. I, was I forgave say, him.
1: Didn't he have a very good run?
0: <laughs> no, I I forgave him. He had he had a very good uh, run inside the ten, and then he yeah. had a touchdown run. That's what it was. Um, the defense, I want to say, looked great, though. Josh Allen had three sacks, a career high in a single game. Trayvon Walker had a sack, which is very good because everyone thought this pass rush was going to be abysmal. And these two showing very good signs, especially Trayvon. First overall pick, Josh Allen, number seven, um, and he's on a career year. Uh, Tyson Campbell had a pick, and Andre Sisco had a forced fumble as well. Um, yes, it's a rookie quarterback. You know, you're going against a guy who's inexperienced, but they played very well against a divisional opponent. Uh, and Calvin Ridley didn't miss a beat. He had 101 yards on eight receptions and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, Ridley was very impressive. That was my number one takeaway for the Jaguars. Yeah, and he's only going to get better as well. Ridley, he had what five
2: or six receptions on one drive, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and then he he had his tu- his touchdown. He received his he had the first touchdown of the game. He I rewatched it today. He like cut across the back of the end zone. And just nobody was covering him, so he just stood there and like you Wait. see him catch it. And he just was like standing there, like flat footed, like not even doing anything. Um, but he looked very good, and I think this is a connection that's gonna help Trevor break out a ton yeah. as well.
2: Zay Jones' touchdown was nice. Yeah, Somehow beautiful, only- beautiful. Somehow only was number nine on the Sports Center top ten on Monday. Went like
0: it was. I think it, it was the. It was the second or top play on red zone after like all the touchdowns went off.
2: Yeah, it was number nine on center, top ten, which was absolutely insane to me, but I thought it should be a lot higher.
0: Great placement of the ball and great great effort to mm-hmm. get to that ball. <laughs> uh, New England, we were talking about before, staying in the game with uh, Philly. Uh, can they be pesky enough to get to the playoff?
1: No, but they can be pesky enough to prevent other teams from getting to the playoff. And I think that they can finish at eight and nine. And I do think there will be a pileup of like five AFC teams sitting at nine and eight or eight and nine, right, going for that last uh, wild card spot. Um, Pesky's a good way to describe them,
0: though. Yeah, I think they're a team, like you said, they can play spoiler to a lot of people. I don't see them making it. Mac Jones looked very good after um, that first half. They were down, mm-hmm. what was it, sixteen nothing, like quarter, right off the bat. Tired. Yeah, and he, you know, he he powered through. They were. They were right in it at the end. Um, the, the play calling was a bit weird on that last sequence. Um, wasn't a big fan, but I thought they played well. I thought it was uh, interesting on the opposite side. Philly's offense kind of just, like, went away. I feel like they didn't really yeah, do did much. Nothing. Yeah,
1: Jalen Hurst tried to fumble
2: the game away,
0: too. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah,
2: I, didn't, I didn't get to watch, like, after, like, midway through the second quarter. I had work, unfortunately, but... I'm sorry. i mean, No, I mean... <laughs> Their defense looked good to start the game, from what I saw. Mac Jones looked horrible to start the game. Yeah. Didn't see how it ended. I just saw it was a lot closer than I expected it to be when I got home. Um, also, a monsoon game. From, yeah, yeah. Can they lot, but. can they be pesky enough? Right now, the AFC doesn't look that great. Other than like the Dolphins looked amazing, but like Bills didn't look that good. Like I said, Jets lost their quarterback. Patriots could possibly do something. Are they going to? I doubt it.
1: Yeah, but. T- just regarding the AFC and teams looking good, not good, um, there are a lot of teams that are going to finish above five hundred. There's mm-hmm. a lot of teams
0: that are good there, in the AFC. There might not be
1: the fifteen and two or the fourteen and three, but there will be a lot of ten win teams, mm-hmm. which yeah. hurts slash helps the Patriots.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um the Ravens gonna have to go on to the season without J.K. Dobbins, also towards Achilles.
1: Yeah, and it's just unfortunate for J.K. Dobbins. his entire NFL career. He's in a contract year, too, and not going to get... I don't think he's going to get that contract. Which just stinks. Yeah. Um, for Baltimore as a whole, too. This was the year for him to be the featured back. And I think we've said that multiple times now in his career, but... It just stinks, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, the injury train starts the Ravens yet again. Um,
1: Who's next? <laughs> yeah,
0: honestly, it just always feels like they have it going. I don't know what's gonna happen to the rest of them, but Zay Flowers looked great. Yeah, Zay yeah. Flowers did look amazing. <laughs> he did look amazing.
2: <laughs> the Ravens had like a big like win as in like point differential wise. For how big of a win they had, they looked horrible. They like it was actually they didn't. Yeah, out. it was twenty two six at one point. And I really thought it was like a tie ball game at yeah. like seven seven. Oh I couldn't believe seeing like twenty two six
1: on the scoreboard.
0: I agree. I feel they're not. They they're not a team that really excites me ever. To be completely honest
1: no but they're still probably going to go like 9 and 8. Or two. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be they'll that. be one of those teams.
0: Yeah. Uh Tua and Tyreek though, probably the hottest start to the season against the Chargers. Um you texted me saying that you love Tyreek Hill after this game.
2: Oh, I do love him. I mean, That's I have him in fantasy. Yeah. He's fun to watch. I think Tua is now the favorite. For MVP. That is insane to me. Yeah, he had a great week. I mean, Tyreek Hill should be the favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think
0: Th- this Ty- guy Re- said <laughs> he said he wanted to have the first ever two thousand receiving two thousand yard receiving season. He's up based with thirty like... eight hundred plus <laughs> yards. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't think I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's not,
2: but Tyreek is making to in a sense. Like
0: No, when you have the fastest receiver, yeah. like look at what he did like you know, uh, Mahomes is amazing, but I also like, look at what, he, what he did what I mean. with Mahomes. Like
2: Mahomes had Tyreek, but like even without Tyreek, Mahomes has been amazing. Like two, there, I don't think two would be a starting quarterback if Tyreek
0: was uh, there. That's yeah, that's no, no he definitely well, he would. would. He he'd he'd definitely would be like a yeah.
2: bottom half starting quarterback. He'd be he wouldn't be. A, he wouldn't be a top fifteen. He'd be around Jordan Love.
1: He'd, he'd, yeah, he'd be in the fifteen to twenty range. Yeah. Um, but the guy threw for over four hundred fifty yards, four six six, I believe exactly. Tyree kill over two hundred yards. Over a very a win over a very good team too with mm-hmm. the Chargers. Um, I do fear a little though the run your opponent out of the gym strategy. Track me, try and get to forty points first. Yeah. I don't think it'll work. Those are going to be lot. fun games to watch. They'll be very fun, but I don't think it'll work. I think it's going to a lot of. Teams.
0: It might be their strategy until they get you know their secondary back Jalen Ramsey yeah. out for a couple weeks. A couple more weeks. I think he's out until like week six or seven. Yeah. So we'll see if there, if that changes up once he once he returns, if he's even at peak, you know, uh, performance. But, I mean, I'm excited to watch this Dolphins team. Uh, I know there's a kid in our golf class who loves <laughs> Tua. Um, says he's been taking Taekwondo so he doesn't. All uh, right. Uh, it something Tua has like that. No, 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 Tua. Tua has. I'm sorry. Tua has. So that when he get when he falls on the ground, yeah, he protects his head. head. Um,
2: also said Tua is the most over over hated over hated underrated quarterback in the league. I think both of those are just flat out wrong. I don't think anyone hates yeah. Tua. I don't think anybody hates nobody Tua. Him. And nobody over, underrates Yeah. Yeah, nobody yeah. underrates Tua. He's rated appropriately. He's a <laughs> he's a mid quarterback that has arguably the best receiver in the league, so
1: All right,
0: well getting into our two featured segments here in the NFL this week, we have the introduction of Wally's wagers. Uh, Wally is a non-better. He he was tasked with creating a plus 250 parlay or longer odds with three plus picks or just taking a plus 250 straight bet. Um, If Wally's bet hits, Colin and I will each pay him five bucks. (laughs) If it doesn't hit, I don't know. He's going to owe us a drink or something. So we'll see what happens. But uh, (laughs) we're going to have something on the line. So, Wally, if you, if you could take away the honors, yeah. you're going to give us I'm, your parlay. I'm, I'm talking
1: about my <laughs> wager. Uh, all right. My wager, uh, which I know nothing about, by the way. I don't care about sports betting. I think it's stupid. Um, and two of my roommates have gotten into sports betting, and which makes it more entertaining for me to watch football with them, but concerning. All right. Uh, my, I did a three-leg parlay. I picked Texans money line over the Indianapolis Colts at plus 106. I picked the Chiefs to cover the spread against Jacksonville, which is minus three, uh, minus three spread. That odds are those odds are minus one ten. I had the Dolphins slash Patriots over forty six and a half, which is also minus one ten. So I'm going with the the track meet. I think it works again this week. Okay. Um, that equates to plus six hundred fifty one odds. You place ten dollars to win sixty five dollars and ten cents. Uh, in theory, I look at this and I say, hey man, this will probably happen, and it probably won't <laughs> because of that. So.
0: I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple in there that I'm not, not gonna go with, but, yeah, uh, I do which like is, it. I like it, and that's the first. Bet. Yeah, you and that hey, and hey, then I do. You know, I, I actually have the worst luck when it comes to betting. So if he goes, if he fades all my picks, he's probably gonna win. Um, that's Wally's wagers for the week. Yeah. Tune back in next week to see <laughs> if we owe it Wally five bucks or if he bought us a drink. There's a, re- there's a reason the house always wins. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna go into the NFL pick 'em to sh- finish out the show. Um, some updates from last week. I ended up coming in first. I got uh, the San Francisco Pittsburgh game wrong. Got my lock. Cor- got everything else correct. I uh, got the lock correct. I am at six points. Colin got uh the Chargers and Miami game wrong and Chicago Green Bay wrong. Yeah, and Wally job. Come on,
1: let's get on it. Nobody and Wally's at three points. Week. Nobody cares about the last. So <laughs> we're going. Two
0: week. We're going into this week. Um. Thursday night football, Minnesota-Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia, usually. Philadelphia, Minnesota. Easily. I'm going to go against the grain. I don't think the concept... Minnesota starting 0-2 is unappealing to me. Philadelphia did not look good week one. Week one means nothing. But Jay Jettis did look good in that Vikings mm-hmm. game. Um, I don't think Darius Slay or James, James Bradbury's concussed. He's at least in the protocol. Darius Slay did not look that great. Um, Kendrick Bourne had a big day. I think Jay Jettis can have a big game. I think Minnesota can win that.
0: I don't see a possibility where Kirk throws over 300 yards and has four turnovers again. I'm going with Minnesota. It
1: doesn't doesn't seem very
2: likely. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, didn't Darius Slay have a pick or even like a pick six or something
1: like that? Yeah, he had a pick six. That was
0: in the first quarter. Yeah, off the tip. tip. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he also, Kendrick Bourne also had a very big day. And I'll take Jefferson over Kendrick Bourne. All
0: right, Washington and Denver. You want to start it?
1: I'll take Denver. Uh, I don't like Washington that much. I think they're fine. I think Denver. I don't think Russ was that terrible in Week One against Vegas. It was a seventeen to sixteen loss, the exact same thing as Week One last year. I don't think Sean Payton was overly bad. I think it's just unfortunate loss. I don't think Vegas is going to end up being that good either. Jimmy G looked fine, but um, I'll take Denver.
2: Taking Washington, that the Washington front seven is one of the best in football, and I think they're going to show it. Denver. I mean, they could, if they want, they can try and lean on Javante Williams. He's not. I don't think he's going to do much. I think they saw a better running back in James Conner last week, and they absolutely bottled him up. I think Russ is bad. I know you think like I know you think he's better with Sean Payton. I think he's just bad. I remember a couple years ago when Washington played Seattle, Russ was awful, and Washington won. So I'm taking Washington again here.
0: I'm taking Washington as well. Um, I'm not. I'm not high on Denver like Sean Payton. Like them bringing in Sean Payton. But I really don't like this Broncos team. I've have said it consecutively on this podcast that I don't think Russ is all that anymore. Um, he could have been, but he's not now. Uh, I don't trust in them, and that Denver Vegas game was probably one of the most boring games I've ever it watched. Definitely was boring. And uh, I don't think that I don't see them doing anything against Washington's defense. Uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville.
1: Kansas City, I'm sorry.
0: It's understandable. But I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah, um, I think their defense looked very good last week. It's their home opener. Their offense looked very put together. Uh, they only yeah. lost by one score the last time they matched up in Arrowhead in the playoff. I think this is a different Jacksonville team, almost. I mean, I should say retooled Jacksonville team, and I think they're going to get it done.
2: I hate to do this to you because you've trying to turn me into, like, Jacksonville being my AFC team. But I think I saw it. Patrick Mahomes is 13 and three after a loss. Um, I think Andy Reid's going to get the team back together. Kadarius Tony is going to drop three crucial I passes. Say, I was about to say Kadarius um, Tony masterclass. I'm hoping they rely on Pacheco more because I think he's a, a great running back. I think they will. I think they're going to pull out a win here. I think it's going to be a great game. Though, like
0: okay. it, it is going to be a very good Week Two game. I think mm-hmm. regardless, uh, Indianapolis and Houston.
1: I picked them for my money line. Give me Houston and put them down as my lock for the week as well.
0: Oh, okay. So rookies. you're trying now. You're really trying to lock yeah. that in.
1: <laughs> Battle of the rookies.
2: Um, our friend Sam listens to this podcast. I'm gonna make him happier. I'm gonna take Indianapolis. They played half decent against the Jags. I mean, Anthony Richardson didn't look amazing, but I mean, he had the rushing touchdown. He could do stuff on the feet. I thought Bryce Young looked. Or uh, sorry, sorry. C. I C. thought CJ Stroud looked pitiful so i don't think you look pitiful i think I you look
1: fine he's also thrown in nico collins as his number yeah. one receiver. i think anthony
2: richardson had a better week last week i think he's gonna you know have better week i think the are gonna win it
0: uh, i saw anthony richardson use his legs a lot uh, i like michael Pittman a lot last week the way they utilized mm-hmm. him um i think indy wins this game uh i think it's gonna be close as it is a divisional game but like you said i just think houston looked pretty awful but i do i am gonna i'm gonna lock in uh will anderson with the sack okay it's
2: gonna (laughs) gonna be a crazy like you know 10-7 shoot
0: it might be it might be uh chicago and tampa bay
1: no one's gonna pick chicago are they i'm picking tampa oh do we have are we is it is it a wash yeah i'm not gonna pick chicago Look terrible. Okay, we're taking a uh, we're taking I don't a think Tampa Tampa's Bay wash. Be as good as they were against Minnesota, but you don't got to be that good when you're playing.
0: I'm actually game. locking in Tampa Bay as that well. Was, That's
1: a I, surprise. I, I, no, I'm going no, go you next, guys go sure are Tampa. fun with your lock.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't realize that there was gonna be three t- three of us taking Tampa Bay. I thought
2: that game would look a little bit better than like the pack, like the Packers have a half decent defense. I think you know. That's another reason why Chicago got... Tampa Bay also has a half-decent yeah. defense. Yeah, but I think I think the Packers' defense is a little bit better, and they have a worse offense, so I thought it would be a lot closer of a game. even a worse offense, just a worse quarterback. Yeah. The only thing. Sean Tucker 8-10. on that offense. He had,
0: yeah. t- he had a couple carries and a reception. Two catches, actually. Final game, Miami, New England.
1: Miami. Miami lock. Yeah. I don't think... Two to, throw, you know... Tua's not going to throw for 400, but I think he'll to throw v- for 300. So. To vary, I'll take New England here. Um, wow. okay. I
0: think uh, I think their defense looked pretty pretty good last week against Jalen Hurts and in, in Philly. I I think they could do the same. They could prepare for uh, two of this week and the the Dolphins. Well, with that being said, Wally, where can they find us?
1: Hit us up at Slinging Sports on Instagram. Uh, number one way to know when new episodes drop, so you can always be listening.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Snoozeports podcast. We will catch you guys in the next one.
1: See you. Yeah.